Hello and welcome to the Bid Picture Podcast. My name is Bidemi Ologunde. This podcast highlights interesting cybersecurity topics, news and events, and how they affect regular folks like you and me, and also how they all fit into the bigger picture of online security in this digital age. Today on the show, I'm going to be presenting an analysis of a targeted cyber attack on a local government contractor in Raleigh, North Carolina and um, some analysis and what to do to prevent such attacks from happening to any one of us. So stay with us. So a little bit of preamble into this story. So there's this um, local government contractor, let's call her Vic. So Vic works for a large firm that is a contractor for the city of Raleigh, North Carolina. Raleigh is the capital of the state of North Carolina in the U.S., with an estimated population of about 483,000 people as of 2020. So on Tuesday, February 2nd, 2021, Vic started a seven-day countdown sticker on her Instagram stories for her 30th birthday. So for Vic, turning 30 was a big deal for her, both personally and professionally. And in addition to this countdown sticker on Instagram, she also put up several posts on the main Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook, featuring picture timelines of her life's milestones from when she was a baby to date. She had pictures of her first birthday, her first day in elementary school, her high school graduation, her first athletics medal in university, her first day at her first job back when she was still living with her parents in West Palm Beach, Florida, and so on. So as her birth date drew closer, which was Monday, February 8th, Vic's timeline posts featured more pictures of how she had to deal with the COVID pandemic, the highs and lows, the good and bad days, basically showing how much her 30th birthday meant to her with respect to how much has happened since her last birthday and this upcoming one. So on the actual day of her birthday, Vic's colleagues at work surprised her with a Zoom birthday party. Towards the end of the Zoom birthday, Vic asked her colleagues if it was okay for her to take a screenshot of her screen that that showed everyone celebrating her birthday to then upload on her social media accounts later on. So they all agreed and she posted the screenshots later that day. So now fast forward to about a month later. Typically, Vic doesn't clear out her email inboxes for either her personal or work emails. She just relies on her email filters to organize the important ones from the marketing, junk and other unsolicited emails and she does the same thing for her sms inbox so she also filtered she usually um, filled uh, inbox is usually filled with hundreds of unread messages because she only pays attention to messages in her pinned conversations and either ignore all the others or go through them about once a week to delete or reply accordingly so on thursday february 11th 2021 Around 12.06 p.m., as Vic was checking her messages during her lunch break, one particular text message caught her attention. 
it was from a local area code 919 which is the area code for the raleigh north carolina area the message said urgent email policy committee meeting agenda city of raleigh that was the text message so confused vic checked her work email and saw an unread email sent about 30 minutes prior about 11:30 p.m with the same subject line re policy committee meeting agenda dash boards and commissions full stop city of raleigh so the email was basically asking vic to go over the attached agenda for the upcoming 1 p.m meeting so there was supposed to be a policy committee meeting for the city of raleigh city council at 1 p.m and then vic got an email at 11:30 a.m with an attachment that says this is the agenda for the meeting in about 90 minutes from now please go over the agenda and 30 minutes after that email was sent vic received a text message basically telling her that there's an urgent email in her inbox for her to look at before the 1 p.m policy meeting so vic remembered that on monday february 8th um, during the weekly staff meeting just before her surprise zoom birthday party a colleague had said something about a virtual policy committee meeting later that week on thursday with city officials regarding the ongoing project their firm was handling for the city of raleigh vic was not supposed to be on that policy committee meeting so she was clearly confused as to why she would be receiving that email with the attached agenda followed by an urgent sms notifying her of the email she was beginning to get worried that maybe she had missed something during the week or before the um the, the week of the meeting and she was not going to be prepared for this policy meeting and so on so she called the other colleague who was originally scheduled to be in that policy committee meeting to ask if the invite list for that meeting had somehow been changed without her knowing. So the colleague said no, that Vic is not supposed to be on the invite list and no one has, had been added to or removed from the scheduled policy committee meeting with city officials. So now with the policy committee meeting about to start in less than 30 minutes, Vic's colleague asks what the content of that email attachment was. So Vic said she had not yet opened it because she thought it was probably sent to her in error and she figured it was probably something she shouldn't see so she didn't open the attachment and she called the colleague directly to clarify things. So Vic's colleague then suggested that she should report the email to IT so that they can recall it from her inbox and anybody else that got the email in error. Incidentally, both Vic and her colleague thought that the email was sent to her by mistake, but later analysis of the attachment in that email revealed it to be a malicious file that contained a Trojan. So basically a malware that was designed to install itself on Vic's work computer and steal logins and passwords, then replicate itself on other computers all over the entire firm, 
and possibly jump over to the network of the city of Raleigh. All of this were not known until about two weeks later after that incident, when an IT employee investigated that email attachment that was recalled from Vic's inbox. So this was basically a dodged bullet because if Vic had clicked on that attachment to see the content, or if that colleague had clicked on that attachment, if she wasn't in a hurry to join that virtual policy meeting, then something bad might have happened to Vic's firm and the city of Raleigh, North Carolina. So I'm going to talk about the analysis of this incident and basically something I, I call the threat model. So a threat model is basically a, a way to identify the uniqueness of how someone can be affected by a cyber threat and what that person or that organization can do about it to either prevent it or address it after it has happened. So considering the timeline between Vic's prior activities on social media, so this, the seven-day birthday countdown on social media, and then the subsequent sharing of her virtual birthday party pictures on Zoom, Considering the timeline from those two incidents to the spear phishing email that spoofed a legitimate city council meeting, she was clearly exposed to, um, to a significant cyber risk. So the, the timeline was basically February 8th was her birthday. She did a countdown from February 2 to 8, which significantly exposed her on social media because she was basically posting pictures of her childhood, pictures of her high school, pictures of where she worked before, pictures of her family, so many pictures, and on three different social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. So all of that exposed her, and then on the day of her birthday, she, she got this surprise Zoom party and later that day, she posted a screenshot of what her screen looked like because it was a surprise party. And I'm guessing balloons were involved and banners and everyone putting up Vic's name on their screen to, to wish a happy birthday or gift cards and birthday greetings and fancy decorations and so on. So it moved her so much that she requested their permission to take a screenshot and then post it on social media. So basically telling the whole world, these are my colleagues, we all work together. I'm guessing their names were on that screenshot as well. And then posted it on social media. So from, from all those incidents, all those pre-birthday celebrations and the day of the birthday celebrations to when she got this phishing email, spare phishing email because it was specifically targeted to her impersonating a city council policy meeting. So that is a significant risk that Vic was exposed to on online. And again, the goal of this podcast is to identify these kinds of risks and kind of 
present it to us in a way that we can understand and try and as much as possible to avoid this from happening to us or the people we know. As with most cyber threat assessments, drawing a straight line to indicate cause and effect in incidents such as this one could prove quite difficult since attribution of cyber attacks is awfully problematic and cyberspace itself is extremely vast and anonymized. As much as all indications point to a targeted attack on Vic, it is not beyond the realm of possibility that the incident was a coincidence or that the threat actor mistakenly typed her email address as the recipient instead of someone else's email address. So we've seen this happen time and time again. Threat actors sometimes work based on a list of victims and they send different malware to different victims. If it's possible, the malware that was sent to Vic was not the malware that was meant for her. Or it's possible her name was close and similar to someone else's name or email address. And then the, the threat actor made a mistake when typing the list of victims. So all these things are possible. It's, it's something that has happened before. On the other hand, it is equally likely that the threat actors know exactly who they were dealing with because they've seen all these pictures from her birthday week and they know who to send this email to. Again, to play the devil's advocate, there are people who post on social media with popular hashtags such as hashtag work from home, hashtag working from home, hashtag remote work, hashtag home office setup, and so on. Threat actors invariably gather information on potential victims and their colleagues this way, similar to the Zoom birthday screenshots that Vic shared on social media on February 8th. A quick search for those hashtags will show pictures taken by different people all over the world, either to genuinely show their home office setup or to show off their fancy computers monitors and home office furniture as some kind of humble brag either way they are forgetting the fact that almost everything in those pictures are valuable data points for enterprising hackers to use to target them i've seen instances of people sharing pictures of their home office and inadvertently revealing their work email inboxes internal emails, names of individuals in emails, private web pages, potentially sensitive internal business correspondence, the, the software installed on work computers visible on the taskbar, and internal identification numbers of devices. Others have unknowingly captured Amazon delivery boxes left on or around their home office desks with their home addresses and the names of other family members visible on those boxes. Others have shared cute pictures of their pets in front of their work computers and inadvertently captured sensitive information on those screens while doing so. Again, others have also captured and shared sensitive information in the background of their nice homemade lunch while trying to find the perfect lighting angle. So what's, what's the takeaway in, in all of this? Humans will keep doing human things, which include the innate desire to be social, 
to feel accepted and connect with other people. Some people take this to the extreme by oversharing, albeit inadvertently on social media. Cyber threat actors know this and will always find ways to stay one step ahead and take advantage of this behavioral flaw in human nature. So how do we prevent all of this from happening to us? Um, avoid oversharing as much as possible, especially where others are involved and others such as work colleagues and younger family members. Use virtual backgrounds and be mindful of what is in your video conference backgrounds. Also, try blurring your background if possible. Think twice about sh sharing photos of your hashtag work from home, hashtag working from home, hashtag remote work, hashtag home office setup. So that's, that's all I have for today's episode of The Big Picture. This episode is produced, edited, and audio engineered by yours truly, Bidemi Logunde. Please join us again next time as we continue with a deep dive on cybersecurity topics, news, and events, and how they can be applied to our daily lives for robust cyber threat intelligence and awareness. Make sure you subscribe to The Big Picture on Apple Podcasts, Teacher. Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts from. For questions, comments, or any suggestions on which topics you would like to hear about on future episodes, please send an email to bidemi at thebeatpicture.com. That's B-I-D-E-M-I at thebeatpicture.com. Thank you for your time. God bless and talk to you next time.